This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. It's the Agenda here on the Blood Red Channel. I'm Guy Clark. Welcome along. We're just one topic on the agenda for the Reds today, and that's confirmation over a third summer signing. It's one that's been cooking away in the background for some time, but Ramsey is now a Red as Calvin Ramsey swaps Aberdeen for Liverpool in a deal that could be worth £6.5 million. Here to give us the inside track on the deal, the role Ramsey could play for the Reds and what's next to come. It's a pleasure to welcome Theo Squires to the agenda. Theo, I hope you're keeping well. And as I say, it's a deal that's kind of been in the offing for some time, but the Reds getting this one wrapped up. Yeah, it has been. I think um, there were first suggestions of Liverpool being interested in Ramsey back in maybe April, March time. I remember asking the club the question back then and they said he was of interest. He wasn't the only player they were looking at. But considering how they're normally dismissive, if they're not into a player to have it that, that sort of wording, you were feeling that it would be something to look at in the summer. And sure enough, that's what hap- That's what's happened um, when it's a, a teenager who's had a good season in Scotland. I don't think there's ever any expectation that Liverpool don't have the capabilities to get the deal done. They've managed to. Um, if any fans have seen Calvin Ramsey's first words with his interview with the club since joining them uh, this morning, uh, he's very much he's a boy at Liverpool fan. It was the only club he was interested in joining. I know there was interest from Italy, there was interest from Leeds, but he said as soon as Liverpool were there, that was the one for him. He was aware of the speculation and it's not affected his performances at all in Scotland. He was young player of the year, I think, for the, the Scottish football writers. Uh, nine assists, a goal, 33 appearances he's played in Europe. And this is a kid who's 18. He's had a, a remarkable season in Scotland, making this breakthrough. And it's certainly set on wagon. It's got Liverpool, this uh, player. It'll be an understudy to Trent Alexander-Arnold. They're not going to want to loan him out or anything. Uh, it's watch this space to see what he can do at Anfield. So how highly rated is he then? If, he, if he's an 18-year-old coming in to play back up to Trent Alexander-Arnold, of course, it's been, I suppose, a bit of a poison chalice for a number of players. You think Nico Williams, we'll talk about him in a bit. Joe Gomez has filled in at right back in the past as well. But Connor Bradley, for example, has been in the system last year, played a few Carabao Cup minutes. But if Calvin Ramsey's coming in as the backup, I'm surely sort of thinking that, there is a, there is an idea that he's going to get game time in the first team this season as well as have that opportunity to develop on the training ground. You'd imagine so. Like First of all, they've got to look at him in pre-season. They want to give him this opportunity to bed in with the rest of the squad to integrate and for the coaches just have a look at him and see what he's about. Like, it's a daunting prospect for any player to join Liverpool Football Club, never mind a, a teenager from Scotland. As I said in this interview, he's come across really well, really confident. He's been spoken calmly. And he's got a good head on his shoulders from the looks of it. Um, it does seem that he's that highly rated that he can go and be this number two. Like Connor Bradley, there, there are high hopes for him. There still are high hopes for him. But um, the information we got last week was he could go out on loan. Bolton Wonders are interested in him. I think that would be a great move for him to go and play full season somewhere. It's League One, maybe Championship if there's interest from there. Shows that Ramsey's a step ahead in that development. Like I know Bradley's a Northern Ireland international, but Ramsey's already had a season of senior football and now he can come in. You'd imagine the cup games are there. Um, whilst Bradley was an option last season, when it got to the business end of the season, the backup right back was Gomez or James Milner. He didn't get those opportunities. He's still to play in the Premier League. Whereas with Ramsey, he's going to have pre-season now and then we'll see what happens. You know you're going to have Carabao Cup games early on. 
he could potentially um, make his debut in the Community Shield, couldn't he, against uh, Man City at, at the King Power with the Liverpool having a friendly the next day at Anfield. They're going to have to split their squad somewhat. And they've got five substitutions across the board next season. So there are going to be minutes from there uh, for an 18-year-old. Liverpool are always going to have to have this issue when you've got the best right-back in the world as your first choice and he's still in his young um, low 20s, early 20s. You're going to have to have this gradual, oh, you do four years cycle, and then if you've not replaced him, you're going to probably have to move on. Uh, or they go to the other end and they bring in a veteran. And it's not Liverpool way, isn't it? They'd much rather bring the youngsters through the academy. We've seen it with uh, Nico Williams, came in, played a few games. They gave him those early opportunities. Then he didn't really get much game time, so he went out on loan. Now the feeling is, well, maybe it's time for him to move on. Bradley's had a few games, now could go out on loan. He's younger than Nico Williams, so he's not exactly the end of his journey with Liverpool after that. But then you've got Calvin Ramsdale, who will have a, a year or two with the first team set up, see what he can do. And then you assess the situation, how well he's bedded in, how many games are coming his way. It's worth noting as well in this interview he's done with the club, he has made a big point of saying, I can play midfield, you know, I can play right midfield, I can play central midfield. He actually started in midfield as Trent did himself when he was coming through the ranks at Liverpool. So maybe uh, Liverpool fans have wanted this midfield signing. Calvin Ramsey could be a surprise answer after all. No, that's not going to be that. He's going to be the understudy right back. But yeah, it's exciting times for Liverpool. It's just a very Liverpool way of doing things, a very Liverpool signing. Yeah, it does feel that. Well, what's the detail in the deal then? And you mentioned the player himself. What kind of player? Because I've heard an awful lot being said of he is effectively following the Trent Alexander-Arnold model of what Liverpool want from a fullback. Yeah, well, deal-wise, it's a five-year contract. So that's a, a big commitment. <laughs> It'll only be 23 at the end of that. But it's still someone who's going to be at the pub for a while. Um our information was it was just over four million for initial fee. I know BBC Scotland are saying four point two million for initial fee, so that matches up. Uh, two point five million in add-ons, so that will be for a number of appearances he makes, what team success he has when he's at the club, that sort of thing. It's standard stuff you get in contracts these days, especially at a club like Liverpool. Um, I know BBC have also said there's a sell-on clause there, but then. If he does well at Liverpool, they're not going to be wanting to sell him anytime soon. And for the player they're signing him, as you say, it's a Trent model. He's an attacking right-back. Got nine assists last year. That's impressive for an 18-year-old. He said himself he's not the best defensively. He's very much an offensive right-back. But anyone who would have watched Trent coming through and adapting to that position uh, when he was 18, 19, it's a similar journey, isn't it? You Fine, you can do all the attacking, you're brilliant at crossing, you're brilliant at getting forward. Now we'll just tune you uh, defensively. And if you can follow that pathway, it's a very good understudy they've got on their hands. Um, the attributes he highlighted himself were his ability to link up with the winger, his ability to cut inside and get a shot off on either foot, and then his crossing ability, which the nine assists speak for itself. There's a player in there. That's why there's so many clubs who are interested. That's why Liverpool are so keen to get the deal done. But they need to be patient with him. Jürgen Klopp said that himself. Like You don't sign an 18-year-old and put him straight in the first team. Uh, he'll very much be able to work in the background with Trent, with Andy Robertson, who will be his captain at international stage if he makes that senior step up with Scotland to learn the position at Liverpool, to get up to standards, get to meet their requirements, and then get game calm in the Cups, maybe get the odd Premier League appearance two, three years' time. Maybe that's when we're seeing someone who can really knock on the door and rival Trent for a starting position, which is what he wants. But then any player who joins this club is going to say that. And we all know how difficult that is for any player, as we've uh, the likes of Nico Williams have found out in the past. 
Yeah, it is really interesting, as you say, as well, that, that Liverpool right back and in, in left back positions are as much important offensively, I, I would even argue maybe more importantly offensively than they are as defenders. So really getting that profile locked down of a player who really can threaten getting forward from a, a, a wide area, I suppose, is, is really important. And he showcased that ability. Before we move on to what it could mean to the for the rest of the defence, and there is question marks over a couple of the, the Liverpool defenders' heads right now, in terms of what you said before, it's a very Liverpool deal. It feels as though it is yet another example of a teenager coming in where they can come in whilst this squad is maybe at the height of its um, abilities and, and what it is doing and the, the, the top of its talent, as it were, for teenagers to come in and day in, day out on the training ground, really look and learn from them. We've seen, obviously, Fabio Carvalho arriving earlier on in this summer, who's going to come in from Fulham, Calvin Ramsey. But over the last few years, there's, there's been a lot further down the likes of Kai Gordon, who is going to be coming through. Bobby Clark, who signed. Mateusz Musilowski, who's also there in the youth ranks. ranks. But it's one of those, isn't it? These young lads can learn. But equally, by the time, as you say, they get towards the end of these contracts, they'll all count as, as homegrown players, which we know, and club-trained players, which we know Liverpool keep a very, very fine eye on. Yes, that is the big thing with Calvin Ramsey. He's young enough that if he is at the club for the next four or five years, he is homegrown. Now, Scottish players, not normally. That's why Andy Robertson isn't, because he made the move to England too late. But Calvin Ramsey will be. You look at this Liverpool squad, they are beginning to lack homegrown players and they're certainly beginning to lack club-trained players. So Ramsey could potentially tick those boxes for Premier League and for the Champions League. And it's very much this tr- transition for Liverpool, like this great team that we've seen nearly win a quadruple and win every honour once uh, is almost the end of their story. We've seen that with Gini Wijnaldum and Sadio Mane departing. And it's like, where, where do we go from here? And they have been replacing them slowly in plain sight. And it's only now when you look at it, you see that, whether it's signing, I don't know, 85 million Darwin Nunes or 49 million pounds uh, Luis Diaz to be in that front three. Uh, don't know what's going to happen with Mohamed Salah. But then the message with the midfield is 2023, they're going to want to bring someone in as Henderson gets older, Thiago gets older, Milner gets older, Oxlade Chamberlain maybe goes. But as well as you can't just go and spend 100 million on a player every single summer, you need players coming through your academy. And we're seeing that with Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, granted he's come from Fulham, we're going to see it now with Carvalho maybe with uh, Ramsey as well. Jurgen Klopp made a big point when talking to Ian Doyle and other journalists before the Champions League final, after the Southampton game, how Jones and Elliot were two of the reasons why he stayed at the club. Uh, he said to them after the Southampton game, this is just the beginning. I think that was the first Premier League game they started together. It's very much, uh, he's not wanting to pass on the baton to another manager. He wants to be here when they make that transition from promising youngster to Liverpool midfielder for five, ten years. And that is the case with all these young players. It's a big pressure on any player when you're 18 to say you are the Mohamed Salah replacement. But Kay Gordon, if he lives up to his potential, maybe they don't need to go and spend 85 million, 100 million on a replacement because they've got him there or they've got Elliot there. And you think what better place is there to learn your trade? Yes, you could go and play in Scotland for another year if you're Ramsey, get 30, 40 appearances. But You've got that experience now. How much more can you get? Whereas if you're at Liverpool, you might not play as much, but you're learning from the best right back in world football for how you play. 
you're up against the best forwards in world football. You're up against Salah. You're up against Diaz. That is as good a training curve rather than testing yourself once, twice a week against the best in your country. You play testing yourself against the best in Europe, against the best in the world every day at the Axar Training Centre. That's why Liverpool are so keen to have all these youngsters coming through to make sure they're tuned up. If you remember when Jurgen Klopp first came to the club, he absolutely hated the loan system. He didn't like it at all. He wanted players to stay at the club, to be in like the reserves, the 21s, 23s, whatever you call it, as has been the case in Germany. And then, then he looked at reserves football in England and realised it wasn't really up to much at the time. Obviously they have improved it. He has had to loan players out, but there is still a, a reason there why they keep, do keep some players at the club rather than sending him out on loan and it's about what's best for them what is great for their next journey with we've seen it with Kelleher whether he's not gone out on loan has he, he stayed at Liverpool he's learned from Allison. he's now learning from Taffarel a World Cup winner as well as John Apterberg it's about what's right for them to get them to that next stage whether it's in the Liverpool first team and stealing the shirt off an Allison or Alexander-Arnold if they can or being that unstudy for as long as is right for them before moving on for a profit. It's very much a forward-thinking plan that has been the case for Liverpool ever since Klopp came through the door, and it's why they've turned from this side that were struggling just to get back into the Champions League to a side that can win all these major honours. It's why Jurgen Klopp signed up until 2026, and everything's positive for the club going forward. Uh, before Klopp, if you'd been saying you're going to lose Sadio Mane, uh, you're one of your star players, oh, where do we go from here? But now it's just, well, the destination's exactly the same. They've just had to change routes slightly. Uh, Liverpool's still moving in the same direction. Doesn't matter who's on the pitch. They're all going to have to be playing this Liverpool way. It's the right message. And Ramsey's just another one to fit into the model. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. In terms of the rest of the defence... What are we are we saying now regarding kind of the future? I suppose nominally of of Nico Williams, he's kind of been that guy who's tried to get past Trent as and where he can. Of course, he has been out at Fulham for the second half of the season, and equally as well, Joe Gomez. We know his contract is beginning to tick down. He is one of those who ticks that club train box that we mentioned just before, and. It feels as though, I suppose, one may be in an ideal world for Liverpool, one of those stays and, and one gets sold and recouped some, some money in the transfer window. I think that's definitely what Liverpool would like to do. Whether it actually happens, it's easier said than done. Uh, Nico Williams is the one that looks like he's going to move on. He had that loan to Fulham, did really well. And it's in another lifetime, he would be first choice right back for Liverpool. He's just at the club at the completely wrong time because you've got Trent there. Um, there, there was interest from him from Fulham, from Nottingham Forest, from a number of other sides. And despite reports, I think last night or this morning, saying that Liverpool would let him leave on loan, that, that's not the message we're getting. It's If he goes, it's going to be permanent. He's done his time at Liverpool as this reserve right back, and he really needs to go out and play games and show how good he is. Um, like I said, in another lifetime, he could do that at Liverpool. It's just not going to happen for him when you've got Trent there. Wales have qualified for the World Cup. He's got that to look forward to. And when the time comes, I'm sure everyone will wish him well. Um, our information earlier in the summer was Liverpool are holding out for 15 million. Now we've seen we normally might have to lower that by two, three million. But if you're saying 12 million for him, 10 million for him with a big sell-on clause, it's a reasonable deal for a player that's come through the academy and is not going to get into your starting eleven when you've got Trent there. Um but then we've also seen with Liverpool in the past, if we get to last two weeks of August and he's still not moved on, there's still not been a suitable offer, maybe they will have to consider a loan bid just to protect his value. 
But as things stand, middle of June, that is not the case. He is not available for loan. Chances are he's leaving permanently. So uh, watch this space with him. With Joe Gomez, his situation remains pretty much the same as um, our information was earlier in the summer as well. Liverpool would love to sign, get him signed down to a new contract. I think he's up in 2024. Now, didn't play much last season, especially not in his favourite position. But Joel Matip and Virgil van Dijk, wrong side of 30. There is that position there where he could work his way back up the pecking order. He could be a long-term partner for Canate when you're thinking of a lifetime beyond van Dijk. is a horrible as that is to imagine at the moment. But it's whether he wants to stay at Liverpool or whether he needs to leave. Like As Nico Williams has got a World Cup to look forward to, Joe Gomez potentially does too. Like he was first choice for England before these horrible injuries. And you look at the centre-backs he's competing with now. Maguire's not had the best season for United. John Stones lost his place in the City starting eleven. If he could go and play regularly, wherever that is, Joe Gomez could be in that England starting eleven for the Qatar World Cup. But Liverpool don't want to let him go because they know how good he is and because he's club-trained, because he's versatile. Like he'll get games at right-back, he'll get games at centre-back. Uh, it is overlooked, the serious injury he had. Now, Van Dijk and Matip had serious injuries as well, but they came back and got into the starting eleven. They had rhythm. That's how come they could get back to top speed because they were playing every week, get back to the best. And I think everyone probably expected to Matip to break down at some point and there to be more games for Gomez and for Canate, and that didn't quite happen. So he was just wrong place at the wrong time there. If um, he has a good pre-season now, he could work his way up the pecking order again. We've seen him do it before. Don't write him off. Liverpool want to get him tied down to a contract, but they're not in a rush. It depends what Joe Gomez wants to do. And I'm sure when he reports back for pre-season, which will be, I think, July the 4th, talks will be held and they'll see what he wants to do. And Liverpool need to resolve it one way or the other, do what's best for them and what's best for Joe Gomez. It's up to the defender. He served Liverpool well. He's won every major trophy he can win. Maybe he will decide that he needs to move on and play. He's lost a lot of game time through injuries. He's not injury prone. He's just had two or three really bad injuries. So whether it's he can stay patient and force his way into the Liverpool uh, starting eleven, or his time has come, we'll wait and see. I'm sure Liverpool fans would prefer him to stay put. I know Jurgen Klopp and the rest of the Liverpool coaching staff would prefer him to stay put, but they are loyal to their loyal players. So if Gomez wants to go, it might be that time. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that final point then in terms of transfer dealings mentioned already, Fabio Carvalho. Darwin Nunes has already arrived at Anfield as well. Calvin Ramsey's the third through the door and by all indications, the, the final one as well, especially given he's taken that number 22 squad number, which for a squad, squad number junkie, I'm sure there are others out there, have read an awful lot into that. Yeah, I'm sure they have. Um, we shall see. I'm sure a certain Jude Bellingham, if Naby Keita left next year, you wouldn't mind the number eight jersey, would he? Like, you, you can't really judge it on squad numbers. You see what's available. Like If Darwin Nunes had joined two weeks later, maybe he got the number 10 shirt instead he's got the number 27. You, you don't decide on that. Yeah, the information from the club is they are done for the summer uh, in terms of incomings and outgoings won't change that. Um, whether that is still the case, we'll see. But Liverpool have been opportunistic in the past. If the right deal comes along, they will change their stance. We saw it with Thiago. Uh, we saw it with Alisson. But as it stands, plans for a midfielder on hold until 2023. It is very easy to say, well, that's because you want Jude Bellingham. Now, he's another player who's going to be, what, he's eight. He's very young, isn't he? He's still a teenager, isn't he? So he ticked the homegrown boxes and he could be in a midfield for 
10 years and we know Liverpool like them but so do every major club in Europe it'll be a big battle to get hold of him and it's one to see maybe next year Dortmund obviously don't want to sell him now uh, don't blame them they've lost to Erling Haaland but there are other midfield targets out there like Liverpool would have got you, you know Aurelian go and say the surname for me I'm going to butcher it Chua Mane there we go Shit. No, I can't even say it now repeating <laughs> it after. Liverpool would have tried to get him if he'd said yes I want to come to Liverpool but he wanted to go to Real Madrid so it was just the right player wasn't available for him this summer. They felt with their eight senior midfield options, like you still got Alex Oxley Chamberlain there, James Milner there, that they've got enough to get them through this season. With Henderson still young enough to perform, Thiago still young enough to perform, and maybe Milner's filling that void for another season. And then you get to 2023 when you've got a 37 year old James Milner, when Oxley Chamberlain's out of contract, Kate is potentially out of contract. Go, yes, now we need new midfielders. That's when they'll go and say, will go for a big money one, whether it's a Jude Bellingham or someone else. But then, like I said before, five substitutions. Curtis Jones is going to play a lot more. Harvey Elliott's going to play a lot more. And maybe you might even see Calvin Ramsey in midfield. If he's so uh, desperate to get into that start 11, we shall see. Um, but for now, it looks like it's done. But never say never. Uh, we thought Liverpool weren't going to sign anyone in January and then they got Luis Diaz in six months early. Maybe Borussia Dortmund pick up the phone and go, you know what, we'll do a Naby Caterest deal and uh, agree something now for you to do next summer. Uh, it's not over yet. Just for we need the page views still on the website for another couple of months to need to get the blog going, don't we, to keep these rumours going. But the information is Liverpool are happy with what they've done, they've got what they wanted. Um, they're ready for 22-23 and we're not even at the start of pre-season yet. No, it's a tantalising prospect that if Dortmund were to pick up the phone and say, let's let's get something done that can be in effect for, for the following summer. We'll have to wait and see, though. But Theo, thanks a lot for your time. That's it from us then for this edition of The Agenda here on the Blood Red Channel. As Calvin Ramsey signs for Liverpool, the third summer signing. From myself, Guy Clark and Theo Squires, thanks for your time and your company. It's bye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.